15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to a most unusual Christmas. In all my life, this is the most unusual. There have been family things that have made the way we celebrate it unusual. But this worldwide is the most unusual Christmas we can imagine. Not so, maybe. If you think of that first Christmas... If you think of Joseph and Mary on a donkey, probably, going through the hill country, going to Bethlehem, a little town that nobody really knew of, but it was the family town of David, the ancestor of Joseph, and therefore would be the ancestor of Jesus. She's pregnant. The town is crowded. There's no room, as they say, in the inn. A very unusual Christmas. And they knock and they knock and they knock. It was funny, I heard this morning a little story of a boy in a pageant. He played the innkeeper. And when Mary and Joseph knocked on his door in the play, and they said, hello, we need a room. My wife is going to have a baby. And the boy's line from inside was supposed to be, we have no room at the end. However, he changed a little bit. He opened the door and said, but you can stay at my house. Very thoughtful, very childlike. But that's what the joy of Christmas is all about, to look at the strangeness of it. I mean, this is the Son of God and has no place to lay his head. A manger. You know what a manger is? We don't have any around here. I haven't seen a stable in Manhattan or Roosevelt Island since I'm here. A manger is a, the Italians say, mangiatore. They, they eat out of, the, the animals eat out of hay, out of this thing. It's like a, a holder of, of hay. And the environment of a manger is a stable. Have you ever been to a stable? Not the cleanest of places, but simple places. You know, a few cows, a few lamb, a few goats, all of which are so beautiful. But as a mother, this is strange. I come all the way from my hometown with Joseph, and I'm going to give birth to my baby. And in, in Italian and even in, Sp in Spanish, the, the term to give birth is to, to give the light, to, to make light for the child. So she's bringing the light of the world to light in a manjicadore, in this, um, a stable with animals around. 
Joseph, he must have thought this was a strange event. This is the birth of the Messiah. This is the one the angel said to me, don't be afraid, take the woman as your wife because it was by the Holy Spirit she conceived and the son will be called the son of the Most High. He is going to be born here. That's a strange event. And yet, that's exactly what happened. So our strange Christmas to 2020 uh, pales by comparison, you might say. The world is mourning. The world is mourning. So many have been lost to the COVID virus throughout the world. People are on edge, wearing masks, doing things that keep us apart, not together, socially distanced. We have a name for it. And we're celebrating Christmas, the day traditionally in which we come together. Indeed, this is a strange Christmas. But we have hope in this Christmas. The hope that not only came with Jesus, but it did indeed get embodied in Jesus. The hope that was prepared for us to celebrate the coming of the Messiah. Think of the words from Isaiah. The church decides to use this reading from Isaiah 9 today as the opening reading for this Mass. And see if we can identify with this. The people who walked in darkness. That's us. Walking in the darkness. And we're hoping for a great light. And it's coming to the healthcare workers first, the nursing homes first. That temporary great light is called vaccine. It's passing. That will pass. And there will be other darknesses. But this is this Christmas. This is a strange Christmas 2020. And yet, all those who have extremely experienced the land of gloom, we have in front of us a light. Jesus. And the reading from Isaiah describes the people and then turns the conversation to God. And really, it's, it's a great format for prayer. Describe where we are in our lives, our homes, and then turn it to God, asking him for guidance, asking him for strength. And the author of Isaiah continues, their country was devastated. They were up in Babylon in, in exile. And yet you have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing because they're coming home. They're coming home to Jerusalem as you and I are coming home here to Mass on Christmas Eve. And the joy should surpass the strangeness of Christmas, the strangeness of a storm going on outside, the strangeness of a worldwide pandemic, the strangeness of of political intrigue throughout the world. You and I have Jesus, so we can indeed make merry in very distinct circumstances. We can't make merry with our extended family and friends, as so many of us have had the tradition to do. This is a strange Christmas. We're being encouraged by health authorities and political figures, and even our church, to temper it, cool it, gather with a small group, gather with your immediate family. 
celebrate the same event, the birth of the Son of God in the flesh, but in a different way. Maybe a little strange for us, but no stranger than the original birth of Jesus in a stable. And the guests, <laughs> you and I invite a family, sometimes the neighbors, sometimes people we haven't seen in a while. Well, the guests at that first strange Christmas were shepherds. Whenever I mention shepherds, my mind goes back to the Piazza Navona in Italy. I'm from Jersey City. I, I never saw a shepherd in my life. So when I heard that in the Piazza Navona, there's a large display of the Christmas nativity, I wanted to go, especially when I heard the shepherds come from the hillside with their sheep, and they're in a great big pen in the middle of the piazza. I was ecstatic. I want to go see these sheep and shepherds and all that. The sheep didn't lose their charm. They're as cute as ever. The shepherds, not so much. Basically, they shepherds. You heard it here in the reading. They live in the fields with their animals. And they smell like their animals. And they're as dirty as their animals. I'm not saying they're dirty people, but that's their occupation. Talk about a strange Christmas. Imagine them coming to your home. And say, an angel told us Jesus is here, so we're coming to see this child wrapped in a swaddling cloth. That's a strange Christmas. And Mary stores all this. So whatever we go through, don't forget Jesus came on earth to let us know he went through it first. Here he is going through it the day he's born. And his mother is carrying him through it. Joseph is helping him through it. We have a strange Christmas. That first Christmas was extremely strange. But the promise was there from the Old Testament, and the promise is still ours. And that's why we're here tonight, because we believe in the child born to us, Wonder Counselor, Prince of Peace, Father Forever. We're here today, not because the census of Augustus put us here, or the governor of our state told us to socially distance. We're here to celebrate the birth of light, the birth of hope. And even amid the corona, we have hope. And we pray. We, we pray for those who have died. And we pray they rest in peace. We pray for the, the families of those who are separated from their families. For them, a very strange Christmas. A sad Christmas. For the healthcare providers, some of whom worked straight hours after hours, taking care of our brothers and sisters in various facilities and hospitals. Strange Christmas, yes, for the entire world. If any of you saw Mass from the Vatican tonight, you saw the Pope said the Mass in the back altar. We called that the altar of the chair of St. Peter, that beautiful chair decorated with the four great doctors of the church. Now, in St. Peter's, that's small. It held several hundred people distant. But the Basilica holds thousands of people. That was empty. The chapel of the chair is where the Pope, the Pope of the church, celebrated his strange Christmas. We're no different. We're gathered in a small group. We're scattered with our chairs. 
Families are closer together. Celebrating our strange Christmas. Celebrating the same person who gives hope to the world. Jesus Christ. It's a strange Christmas. But look what it led up to. His resurrection. Yes, but before that. From the crib to the cross. Talk about fulfillment of a strange Christmas. And the ultimate word was the resurrection. So this little born baby in a stable grows up, leaves us a legacy that changes the world, a legacy that tells us to treat people with justice and charity and love and love your relatives and families, but love the stranger as you love yourself. This Jesus Christ is crucified for that wonderful message and that strange message that still is our message of hope. And the Father annihilates every bit of strangeness from that event by the resurrection of his Son. Life itself is born today and the life of Jesus who is with us because he resurrected from his death is with us today. Let us rejoice and be happy, tempered maybe, but still happy that we have God. He's ours in the flesh, in the Eucharist, in his word, and look around in one another. Merry Christmas. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.